God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And I'm joined by Leonor Kravota. Hello, Leonor. Good morning, Scott. So uh, it's nice to have you on the show. So uh, today uh, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the Fauci emails. But we also want to talk about um, this 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 whole COVID thing being man-made. And... How much of this was by design? How much of this was China basically engineering a, a whole plan to attack America? And I've always said, and, and I, I never hear anybody mentioning this. Um, I never hear them mentioning phase one mm-hmm. trade negotiations with, with the Trump team, with Peter Navarro, with uh, uh, Light, 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 Hauser, um, with uh, Mnuchin and all these people that were just beating the crap out of China because China was that we had them dead to rights. We had them. They, they had an unfair trade practice that was resulting in major deficits in the trade and they wanted out of that and this was going to hurt them. At the same time that we were pushing and making a joke out of the idea that the World Trade Organization deemed China to be a developing nation, which allowed them to actually skirt around immediate responses to green initiatives, where they would have till twenty thirty we had to, you know, we had to do, start immediately, or they would have till twenty fifty emissions, we would have till twenty thirty. So they would they would be able to skate, you know, just basically coast while we're hunkering down and doing more to clean the globe. China's just polluting it. So what's the point? What's the point of trying to, you know, advance green initiatives at the same time that other countries are polluting the earth? 
You never see the green deals floating around China because they'll just say, you know, they'll just stamp it out. So I believe that China had great incentive. And I think that Fauci is not only not only is he acting naive, not only is it reported that the White House right now is forging his or planning his exit strategy, according to uh, um, a recent interview with um, a politician. I forget the name. In any case, they're, they're talking about the idea of Fauci leaving. But Fauci lied. Time. Fauci lied because his boss, Collins from NIH, basically said that we didn't know what Wuhan was doing. Well, and, and also there was, you know, to the point you're making in the interview that um, that Collins gave to the National Pulse, he talked about how they gave a grant uh, in, the, in the interview he gave to Hugh Hewitt. They gave, they, um, gave a, a grant and they didn't have complete control over the funding and that there's evidence that the funding was in part used to um, continue the um, – Dogma of the Communist Party. So, so, so. On one hand, you have the issue of we had we didn't have complete control of the funding and where it was going when it went to the Wuhan lab. And then the second piece of this is it was in part being used for propaganda, you know, communist propaganda. And these these things are not getting out there. They're they're only being covered in select media, such as uh, such as shows like ours and other conservative media. People do not want to talk about this. They want to stay with the wet market theory. Well, and that's the sad truth is that Fauci knew all along because he he had these emails going on in April 2020, right? Mm -hmm. And at the same time he's doing that, what he's saying to the public in the press conferences is different than what he's writing about in his emails. And then also he's going along with the left-wing, lamestream media, and he's basically saying, yeah, these wet markets, something's got to be done. Um, but then he would go on and standing right in front of President Trump and state that, yeah, the, the natural flow from bats to this to that uh, is definitely in sequence with what would we would expect. So he was basically lending credibility to this whole natural influence. Because if it's natural... Then, then there's no one to blame. And that's what it's all about. Because he's in bed with China. And everywhere we turn, we see these treasonous acts, whether it's Fauci, you know, sucking on the tit of, of, of China, or it's Alexander Vindman, you know, sucking on the teat of the, uh, the Ukrainians. Or uh, the Democrat Party buying into this whole Russian hoax. And speaking of Russian hoaxes, what the heck do you think is going on with the beef industry and gas industry? Now, if you were to ask Ocasio-Cortez, who basically drives around D.C. in her Tesla in some fancy apartment, Wearing $3,000 pantsuits. Remember when she first arrived and she was talking about how she didn't have enough money to pay her rent? Right. She was complaining, the rents are too high, we need higher pay, we need more money. Uh, next thing you know, her, her, her grandma, and she writes this, she tweets about it. 
Remember when she went down to the southern border and she was in front of a parking lot and she was pleading and crying? Yes. And it turned out that was a photo op? Yeah. The biggest fraudster. You know, I ain't uh, proud to be a bartender. Remember she said that? Well, that was the whole trying to say that she was, uh, San- what was it, Sandy from the block? But yeah. she was real. But she was really um, somebody from a she you know, is fancy the, neighborhood, et she cetera. Is the, from Boston University. Yeah. She is the biggest fraud I think that's, I, I honestly, I can't even think of a bigger fraud than Ocasio-Cortez. But there, you know, Nancy Pelosi comes to mind. Chuck Schumer comes up, a crocodile tears, Chuck, right? The Democrat Party's filled with them. These crying babies that are lying straight to your face. And they'll kill you, too. They will kill you to make their point. Because... It's my contention that to pass their Green New Deal, they got ransom going on. It's my contention that they were played as patsies and fools because China knew. China sits at a boardroom and says, who hates Trump the most? In this world, if you're sitting, if you're China, if you're an enemy of the state, if you're an Mm -hmm. enemy of the United States, and you say to yourself, who hates Trump worse? Vladimir Putin, General uh, Xi Jinping, Kim Jong-un. Yeah. Who hates Trump worse? I would say, well, the Ayatollahs probably top all them, right? Khomeini's. But then I'd have to say it's the Democrat Party. Yeah. I think it might be Adam Schiff or Nancy Pelosi or or, uh, Jerry Nadler or Chuck Schumer. Or any one of the host of Democrats that are just completely off the charts irrational. And I would say, yeah, uh, more than more than the Ayatollahs, I think Nancy Pelosi hates Trump. Worse. <clears throat> so you cannot have a country where you have an entire party. And I think this happens in Israel, too. I think people hate Netanyahu. Worse than the Iranians hate Netanyahu. And I think there are people within their their own country. And I think there are Democrats that hate Trump worse than our worst enemies. So China's sitting back saying, how do we get out of this phase one, phase two deal? How do we get our economy back? How do we gain leverage over Trump? How do we teach Trump a lesson? Trump's been hard on us with tariffs and, and sanctions. How do we get out of this mess? Well, we manufacture and engineer through the help of taxpayers in America, those chumps, thanks to radical libtards like Dr. Fauci, who will basically support gain-of-function research that, according to Collins, right, Yeah, is uncontrolled. Yeah. They can't control what we do, but we'll take their money. We'll finance gain-of-function research. And propaganda, pro- continuing spread of Chinese prince of communist principles. That's what's going on there, too. And we'll create this COVID virus, and we'll create it as a bioweapon, because that's all gain-of-function is really doing. Totally. I mean, I, I can't think of one reason. I have tried to listen to Fauci. It's like, well, why are they doing it? If this is just 
a bioweapon. And we all have agreed in the world chemical and bioweapons should be banned. Yeah. From the Geneva Convention on down, whatever. It should be like, no, that's off limits. We have our nuclear weapons that we can't put that genie back in the bottle. We're not going with bio and chemical. But no. You got Dr. Fauci, Dr. Evil, basically advancing gain of function, having the taxpayers pay for it, not controlling the outcome of it. Meanwhile, we're negotiating with our biggest adversary in the world, China, trade deals. And they come out with this thing where it took, completely annihilated the economic trade deal. No, because this was a sort of like what do you call those things? You know, uh, natural uh, natural disaster. Natural disaster. Yeah. Um, um, act of God. Act uh, of for, God. Force majeure. There's a number of words. Yeah. So they got out of it yeah. uh, through one of those disclaimers and basically said, okay. This affects the whole world economy. We're not going to be held accountable for phase one. And we're never going to get to phase two because we're going to use COVID. We're going to talk to the biggest enemy of Trump. We're going to go ahead and tell the Democrats and give the Democrats their talking points. And remember, the Democrats weren't on board at first. Remember Big Bird de Blasio from New York, the mayor of New York, Bill de Blasio? He was like, go out to a movie. Go out to a baseball game. Oh, you're game talking at the very start of COVID. In March. Yeah, March of last year. Of 2020. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, January 30th, Trump is banning travel from China. And people are calling him, um, a, you know, a xenophobe at the and, time. And, and by the way, Fauci disagreed with that. Yeah. Just like Fauci disagreed with hydroxychloroquine, Fauci disagreed with uh, uh, a- antibodies. Yeah. Uh, Fauci was basically... And I guess over 18 times, he mentions in his emails, Bill Gates. Yeah. And you know the kicker to this whole Fauci thing, folks? Fauci approved every one of those emails that was released. He went through them. The reason why the FOIA request by BuzzFeed and uh, BuzzFeed requested it, a liberal organization, BuzzFeed was delayed. The, the FOIA request was delayed because Fauci was going through his emails. Yeah. How do you like that? Yeah. So that's kind of crazy. Um, but by the way, uh, Representative Matt, Madison Kate Cawthorn was, uh, said, said this. White House, officials, uh, White House officials are talking about exit strategies for Dr. Fauci. Um, we can uh, we can take a listen to this here in a second. Um, yeah, this is a short clip. I didn't plan on playing this clip, but I did mention it. Let's take Ooh. a listen. Uh, what's happening in D.C. right now? Is there a great deal of, I mean, are, are his days numbered? And are more people kind of suspicious? His days are numbered. You know, I know an insider at the White House who has uh, spoken very openly to me that they are talking about exit strategies for Anthony Fauci. Uh, but it's very, very clear. You know, I'm happy that his book deal is probably going to get destroyed because this person has destroyed so many lives. But really, he lost my trust well before this. He lost my trust, you know, I think probably even under the Trump administration when he was going back and forth as if masks work, then he would say masks don't work. He'd say, oh, yeah, well, we, we don't really know how to treat this. And he, there were so many inconsistencies. It seemed like he was a megalo. Maniac. Uh, you could see him at a ball game with his mask down when he was forcing everyone else to wear a mask. And then you saw him throw that terrible pitch. And how can you follow anybody who can pitch like that? Who can forget that pitch? And all- 
<laughs> Cawthorn's in a wheelchair. He, yeah. He's a military veteran. Yes, I know. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, the, the book is called Expect the Unexpected, 10 Lessons on Truth, Service, and the Way Forward. When yeah. you hear a title like that and you think you've got this hypocrite out there selling a book, and then at the same time, not that long ago, you had Andrew Cuomo promoting a book after he, you know, got continued the proliferation of covid in the nursing homes and you you know these people are profiting off of off of covid it's 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 terrible well let's take a listen to dr fauci who is basically talking about the delays in the foia requests he's he's a guy that would know or whatever but i do know we asked for these documents from the daily caller news foundation we didn't ask we sued for them back in march of last year we said give us documents about who china and emails uh related to Fauci and, and his top deputy there. And some of these emails were responsive, and we sued back in March for Wuhan, Wuhan funding documents. Now, we did get a separate batch this week that we'll be releasing tomorrow. Uh, but one of the big issues is why are we now getting them, whether Judicial Watch got them or these other media outlets got them, why did it take so long for the information to come out there? We've asked for these documents for a year. They've been slow rolling the release of documents. And you know what they told us the reason they're slow rolling them? In part, is because Fauci himself is reviewing each document before it's released. Really? Which is that is, normal? I've been doing this for 23 years. I'm not aware of a senior official like Fauci being directly involved in FOIA releases the way the government told us he is. Can I can I ask a silly question though? Because because you're the expert on this. How does how is so like did they write to you and say that? Yeah, I, I, from what I recall, that was in legal briefs. Yeah. Wow, you're right. I've never I've been in and out of government for a long time. I've never heard someone being given the option of reviewing all these emails. And it was interesting because on CNN, when he was questioned about one of them, he said, you know, oh, it's not like I can remember these emails. When in fact, he clearly had looked at them then. Oh, yeah. They told us these emails are potentially sensitive. And essentially, the only person who can figure out whether the public can see them is Dr. Fauci himself. So he has to review the emails that he has. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's illegal, but it's certainly unusual. Uh, As I said, I've never heard anything like that before. Do you think that there's more information out there to still come out about Fauci? We only have about 30 seconds left, Tom. Oh, yes. There are documents coming out. They're giving them to us hundreds of pages per month. So we'll be getting them, as I joke, into the Chelsea Clinton administration. (laughs) Hopefully not. <laughs> that was funny, and uh, was that Sean Spicer a pretty good uh, Fauci imitation? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. That, I remember. I was uh, impressed with that. I remember hearing Fauci say that. But my point is this: uh, my point is that there's two two thing two different themes going on with this show, and one of them is China planned this attack. China definitely planned it, and in addition to that. Uh, they use the Democrats as willing participants. Mm-hmm. They use the globalists as willing participants. Because let's not forget, folks, that this resulted in the biggest transfer of wealth and the biggest boom, boom, in terms of great market share for big tech. Yeah, totally. The big tech, uh, you know, who, who hated Trump the worst? Well, Jeffrey Bezos comes to mind. And Jeffrey Bezos made out like a bandit. 
And Nancy Pelosi, who bought stock before this all went down, made out like a bandit. And big tech made out like bandits because everybody was staying at home. China's own TikTok got on the map during COVID. I've never heard of TikTok. I wasn't a big you know, I'm not a big fan of TikTok. And also to your point, um, with the entertainment industry, while our, our entertainment industry was tanking, they had a brief uh, shutdown, and then their 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 films were all being released. Everything was opening. They were they were making money while we weren't. And, and it was a transfer of habits. Uh, who's on? <clears throat> who sits on the board of Netflix? Barack Hussein. And what about Valerie Jarrett? Is she on a tour? She's on Lyft. No, she's on Lyft. She's on Lyft. And, and also, um, you know, we were but, talking. But I think there was some other Obama people. There were on, maybe Valerie's on, Valerie Jarrett's on Netflix too. I know that Barack Obama has a big Well, and Michelle interest. Obama are involved in Netflix. Yeah, in Netflix. Well, they were hugely benefiting from this. Yes. So when you think about it, you think about the transfer of wealth. We've never seen so much of a transfer from the middle class who got hit the worst and who've been brought to their knees and who are forced to beg for scraps from the government. Yeah. You know, where's my $1,400 check? But now we have a situation where... <clears throat> this dependency. This dependency. And this control. And this um, actually, um, this conditioning. Conditioning that it's better to sit at home and get paid to sit at home and then or have a not, job. Depending on how much I decide yeah. as the big government to give you. Right. I'll give you a check and you'll stay home and not work. And so it's gotten to the point where states are banning the federal government from doing that. Absolutely. And, you know, as we were talking about China and you were talking about um, the beef industry earlier, China's playing a role in what's going on right now with the beef shortage because the the the, the demands for beef and, and, and exports into China have increased. And that's adding to the shortage um, in the United States in terms of the product and the driving well, again, up of the prices. The green people don't care whether China... Yeah. Um, pollutes the earth they just want to crush yeah any you know so it's no wonder that ransomware something that's never happened before that i could recall mm-hmm. not not to this extent i mean yes of course i I'm, I'm in the it business i you know i definitely get it but uh was there any uh, ransom that shut down our oil uh and beef um during the Trump administration, no, but, during but, the Obama administration. I can't remember when, but it's been a long time. We used to always talk about these mass shootings seem to coincide with gun legislation. They did. Right? And it's almost like it was by design. And maybe if it's not like where you actually put a zombie chip into somebody who shoots up the, the theater, maybe it's not that. Maybe it's that you know of people that are planning certain things all the time. And you might let one of those rogue agents go and commit the commit the crime uh, for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, you know, the Las Vegas shooting still smells to me. Yeah. Yeah, that whole thing smells big. And again, it was about gun legislation, and they got bump stocks out of that as a result. And so when you take a look at these different mass shootings, it kills people. And in... in in the in the wake of it all, you get that little whippersnapper, nose picking kind of booger snatcher. Um, 
continue with all those metaphors. What was his name? Um, the guy from the little little soy boy from Parkside, uh-huh. who said, um, uh, "I I call I call BS." I don't know. Remember the kid with the the went, he was trying to get into Harvard. Oh yeah, I yeah. I don't. Re- I don't remember the guy's name, <laughs> but yeah, now it comes to mind. Oh, uh, Zog or something like that. Like, yeah. yeah, he had some name. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, they, they they were like stage actors, yeah. right? I mean, they literally set up a, like a Friends type of um, time cover, yeah. you know. And uh, they were looking at that as like packaging and uh, PR packaging in the wake of that. They'll use any, they'll exploit any, you know, what did Ron Emanuel say, right? Never let a good crisis go to waste. Right. So, I mean, it's a Democrat thing that they do. And they also do the wrap-up smear, which is what Nancy Pelosi talked about. The wrap-up smear. And she tried to say, that's what the Republicans do. No, that's what the Democrats do. Because the Democrats Democrats could never do a wrap-up smear, which is to come up with a completely fictional attack uh, write up, have a couple of writers write about it, and then uh, put it out in the uh, media, and it becomes circular reporting, and it becomes real. If you say it enough, it ha- it's it's true, and it's all fiction. Came out of nowhere. That's why every attack on Trump came out of like the basement. Yeah, you know whether it was uh, Adam Schiff and his secret Gestapo police down in the basement of the Capitol, where he wouldn't release anything. Anything that was help would help him, he would release and leak. Anything that hurt him, he wouldn't. And the same thing was true with the Mueller investigation, where the Mueller and White, White Weissman, Andrew Weissman, were engaged in these attacks, and they would break people's doors down, and they would do all kinds of stuff, like the Gestapo police, like in Germany, Hitler, Germany. And these people would go out there, and then you come to find out that the dodo brain running the thing, Mueller, uh, who's now going to be a professor at Virginia Law. How do you like that? Yeah. The gift that keeps on giving for Bob Mueller, right? Yeah. He's going to get another six-figure job talking about um, uh, talking about uh, policy in Washington. It's it's uncanny. The, the things that go on and the people that get rewarded for all of these well, things. Well, they often get rewarded for just talking about uh, crises, especially manufactured crises. So it's really, it, you know, it's, it's very interesting how, um, you know, this military industrial complex, this swamp continues to feed itself. Yeah, so uh, I was trying to find the... You can you can add more to that if you want. Yeah, no, I no, I th- I think you know what you're what you're starting to see is as much as um, people from the right were questioning Mueller, and we have these uh, memories of watching him uh, testifying where he didn't remember parts of uh, you know the critical documents, et cetera. But now we've kind of you know put that underneath uh, a rock somewhere, and we're you know we're treating him like he's an expert on subject yeah. matter, and we're discounting all these anomalies that have come along. Oh, newsflash. Ocasio-Cortez now saying building less jails will reduce the number of people who go to jail. That's not a direct correlation. <laughs> I mean that that that's like saying if, let, let me put it, let me get let me play say this another way. If you build fewer apartment buildings, people will need fewer places to live. I mean, I mean it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, it's not even a need. She's basically even going less than that. Yeah. She's basically saying 
Costco says building less jails will reduce the number of population. So building less apartments will reduce the number of people living in apartments. Apartments, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's absolutely stunning. Now the Bob Mueller thing. Um, I was trying to find that because he's he's actually going to be teaching yeah. something directly related to. Ah, uh, I can't find it. I was hoping you were going to talk longer. Oh, you were hoping I was going to talk longer. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, but, uh, uh, bummer. Yeah. No, Rod, he's going to share lessons from the special counsel invest, uh, investigation during UVA law. That's so that's what, what he's going to talk about. Okay, well, I found, found something else. Yeah. He's going to participate in the university law course, taking students inside the investigation that dominated the headlines during the Trump administration. I actually thought when I first heard about this that he was going to be talking about something else, but he's actually going to talk about the special counsel investigation. Right. So it's a, it's a short course. This is a guy that doesn't even know right. who Fusion GPS right. is. Well, that's it. that's what I was referencing. Yeah. I couldn't think of it when I was talking no, that's about why, it. That's why I wanted to find yeah. out the subject. Yeah, because no, it's the, even... actual, the actual course name is, it's a short course. It's called The Mueller Report and the Role of the Special Counsel. It's sponsored by the Karsh, Karsh spelled K-A-R-S-H, Center for Law and Democracy, and will be offered in person. So it's an in-person thing. It's not Zoom. Through six sessions during the fall semester. And Mueller also says that he hopes to bring in other top prosecutors involved in the investigation as guest speakers as well. So this will be a big thing. And uh, Zeppeli, um, somebody from his team, Aaron um, Aaron Zeppeli, uh, ninety class of ninety six from uh, Virginia Law, will also be participating. So this, you know, so this will be interesting. Now this is a clip I wanted to play yesterday, and it was um, on Fauci, and it was by Tucker Carlson. And yeah. I, I want to go ahead and play this, but before I do, uh, I want to wrap up my thought, and then we're going to go ahead and revisit it after this, but. I think that China planned this. I think that they used the Democrats. I think they used the Democrats mm-hmm. to uh, help them. They knew that the Democrats would hate Trump yeah. enough to go along with just about anything mm-hmm. that could help them rig an election. Yeah. So what I was saying is when Bill Blas- de Blasio first said, come on out to the theaters and yeah. stuff, he wasn't on board with that memo. Right. There's a certain point where the Democrats did a pivot, and it was almost within a week of each other, and you, where and they were basically trying to play it down. Remember when Nancy Pelosi was in Chinatown? And she's come to Chinatown, and she was doing that in part to boost the economy, but also to attack Trump and put, right. paint him as a xenophobe. Right. So that was that. That was the what they knew then. Right. right? That was then, uh, and that was in February. Mm-hmm. Right. That she did that after Trump was because they were they were knee jerk. They were basically trying to say Trump's a xenophobe. Yeah, and so they didn't know what play they were going to play. Right. Yeah, okay, you got me. I got you. So, so basically, the idea was: do we bash Trump for hating China and being discriminatory uh, because of his travel ban? Uh, because that seems to be the low hanging fruit. Yeah, and then they got something from China. Yeah, and China retaliated, but I think that China said, "No, we have a better play." Yeah, and it was then. That everybody got on board, you know, uh, Gavin Newsom, uh, Andrew Cuomo, all these, you know, libtards. And everybody, uh, the, the top brass in the Democrat Party, ran with this new concept. And this happened within, like, very short order. Like, within two weeks from Nancy Pelosi in Chinatown and 
Big Bird de Blasio saying, go out to the movies in March. And then that was March 15th. Yeah, it was like I mid-March. That. And that. he said that. So obviously de Blasio wasn't on board with it. And it was about that time that the Democrats were mixed as to how they were going to approach this. And then what happened was they decided to do draconian lockdowns. A lot of people ask, so why did Trump go along with Fauci all this time? And the reason why was Trump always knew that Fauci was a deep state swamp creature. But Trump also knew that just like when he fired Comey, he he wasn't able to fire the people because if he did, they would pin the whole doggone enchilada on him. And he knew that's exactly what he was going to be, is a piñata, right? Mm-hmm. Enchilada, piñata, get it? Yeah, got it. <clears throat> All right, so Trump understood that he was going to be a piñata, and Trump never wants to be a piñata. And Trump never engages in a, in a battle that he can't win. You don't get into quicksand and think you're going to swim out of it. So... He understood Trump doesn't engage in a fight unless he knows where all the exit signs are, an exit strategy, an entry strategy, and and a way to win. And I knew that he knew that he couldn't win that. He couldn't win it because he lost his center right, thanks to probably Paul Ryan. Because Paul Ryan was on the board of Fox News, and and Fox News was bailing on Trump. When Trump needed them the most. And that's what was going on there. So what was happening is Trump understood as soon as he lost media. I mean, I'm talking center right. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, he already lost the fringe left, right? MSNBC and CNN. But he, he wasn't worried about that. But when big tech started cracking down on conservative voices and Fox News started doing what they're doing, he realized... He was going to just stay still. He wasn't going to make any big moves. He wasn't going to contradict the powers and the voices, the powers that be and the voices of the elite that had the say. And, you know, um, one of the things was uh, with regard to... uh, there 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 was a person that Pence hired... And this person was uh, a woman, and she basically was 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 a deep stater all the way through. And it was um, trying to find that um, related to Pence, though. <clears throat> and um, Olivia Troy, do you know this woman? I don't know Olivia Troy. Why can't uh, so someone wrote? Why can't Mike Pence's COVID advisor, Olivia Troy, answer basic questions about her qualifications to perform that job? Why did she turn our country over to Fauci? Why did she denounce the lab leak theory? Why is she pretending to be a Republican? And she's still in the Republican Party. And again, these are part of the bureaucrats that run the show over, over here, you know, in the GOP. And it's pretty sad, really, in telling, actually, when you, when you think about it. But that's what we're dealing with. So Trump understood this. And Trump probably understood earlier than later that Fauci was, uh, uh, that Pence was a, you know, turncoat. Pence never once has denounced uh, 
denounced, uh, the, you know, the uh, the deep state's actions with regard to the COVID, but he, he denounces January 6th left and right. There's another writing that says, Fauci, who prevented, Amer- who prevented Americans from using Avermectin, Ivermectin. Who prevented Americans from using hydroxychloroquine? Who prevented Americans from using monoclonal antibodies? Who insisted on experimental vaccines and got royalties for doing so? And so we have a very conflict of interest. And Trump understood that there were enemies within. And he had to pick and choose his battles wisely. Otherwise, the whole thing would have been pinned on him. And he would have been impeached for that. So, you know, you have that. And uh, in any case, so we say China wanted to get out of the trade deals. China used the Democrats to help them. They used the liberal media. They used the Democrats. Well, the liberal media follows the Democrats. And the Democrats played ball with the Chinese, as they have been for 20 years. Just look at Dianne Feinstein's yeah. oh, sure. connections with she, China. Was her driver who was a spy? <clears throat> right. And so you can go on and on. But the Democrats have played this game for a long time. The Democrats have no concern whether uh, of loss of life when it comes to COVID if they can use it to win an election, which they did. They did it to steal an election, not win an election. They did it to rig an election through mail, mail-in balloting systems that were completely fraudulent. They already had the ballot harvesting. They already knew how to fraudulently uh, use mail-in balloting. Because in liberal states, where the gap between the Republicans and the Democrats skyrocketed, like spread, mm-hmm. where there was, they became one-party states overnight, uh, that was where they implemented mail-in vo- voting. Everybody knows it, like in Oregon or somewhere like that, um, where these states adopted these mail-in, even Colorado. Colorado used to be a, a, a battleground state. Yeah. As soon as they adopted mail-in balloting universally, it became a one-party state. So, you know, there's something to this. But when it came to advancing their initiatives with the Second Amendment and taking away your guns, they would engage in mass shootings. When it came to rigging elections, they would engage and and aid and abet and support people like Dr. Fauci, gain-of-function research, and bioweapons to kill no matter how many people worldwide no matter how many, how much it helps China, somehow they wanted to gain power. And they did. They ended up doing that by stealing an election on, on the shoulders of COVID. How sick is that? Very sick. And when you think about then the Green New Deal, they would rather shut down your oil and take away your beef and cause the prices of those two things to go up to crush the middle class because the price of gas and the price of beef is skyrocketing these days. And there's a reason for that. It helps their Green New Deal initiatives. And so they use this ransom to do this. So they're not engaged in debate in Congress anymore. They're like guerrilla terrorists. And what they're doing is they're hating America. They are fighting against Americans. The same people that pay their salaries to serve them 
And the Democrat voters that vote for them are too ignorant to, to see the difference. And this is the tragedy, is that they're doing this to advance green climate change. They're doing this to advance rigged elections. And they're doing this to advance taking away your guns and taking away your power, taking away your rights, taking away your speech, taking away your privacy, your Fourth Amendment rights, your First Amendment rights, your Second Amendment rights. And they're even trying to federalize elections to take away, to to further advance election rigging in every state. And that's what's going on right in front of us. So China was in bed with the Democrat Party to overthrow our government, to overthrow a duly elected president of the United States. Tell me, if that's not war, what is? If that's not treason, then what the heck is? So we're going to go ahead and take a listen to. Uh, do you have something? No, you no. I was just going to concur, as they say. Thank you. I mean, no. I think no. I think it's treason on so many fronts. I mean, it, you know, it was uh, allowing them to da- take our economy down, allowing them to continue their propaganda, allowing them, most importantly, to infiltrate um, our country with a disease. I mean, there, there there were so many things that were wrong and were treasonous that this cannot be overstated. Right. We're going to take a listen to Tucker Carlson. He talks about Fauci and the contradictions and the reminders. I think that that's where we really need to be right now. And and, uh, Tucker put together a really good uh, opening. The utter fraudulence of Tony Fauci is obvious now, and it's widely acknowledged. But it was not always obvious. In March of last year, we interviewed Fauci on this show. We treated him with respect. We took his answers seriously. We're Americans, so we assume the man in charge of protecting the U.S. from COVID must be rational and impressive. We also assumed he must be honest. But we were wrong. It soon became clear that Tony Fauci was just another sleazy federal bureaucrat, deeply political and often dishonest. More shocking than that, we then learned that Fauci himself was implicated in the very pandemic he'd been charged with fighting. Fauci supported the grotesque and dangerous experiments that appeared to have made COVID possible. We came to these conclusions incrementally, spurred by evidence that accumulated over the course of a year. Tonight, we have the mother load. Thanks to a freedom of information request from BuzzFeed, we have thousands of emails to and from Anthony Fauci. They go back to the early winter of 2020. Collectively, they show that from the beginning, Tony Fauci was worried that the public might conclude COVID had originated at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now, why would Tony Fauci be concerned that Americans would conclude that? Possibly because Tony Fauci knew perfectly well that he had funded gain-of-function experiments at that very same laboratory. The emails prove that Fauci lied about this under oath. Consider this exchange, which began the evening of January 31st, 2020. It was a Friday just before midnight. The first email came from an immunologist called Christian Anderson, who works at the Scripps Research Institute in La Jolla, California. Anderson warned Fauci that COVID appeared to have been possibly manipulated in a laboratory. Quote, the unusual features of the virus make up a really small part of the genome, less than 0.1%. So one has to look really closely at all the sequences to see that some of the features potentially look engineered. 
The next day, on February 1st, Tony Fauci wrote back, Thanks, Christian. Talk soon on the call. Fauci then sent an urgent email to his deputy, a man called Hugh Auchincloss. The subject of that email, in all caps, was important. Quote, Hugh, it is essential that we speak this AM. Keep your cell phone on. Read this paper as well as the email that I will forward. You will have tasks today that must be done. Attached to that email was a document. It was entitled, quote, Barrick She et al. Nature Medicine SARS Gain of Function PDF. Now, the Barak in the attachment referred to Ralph Barak, a virologist based in the U.S., who collaborated with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Barak worked with a woman called Dr. Shi Sheng Li, known as the Bat Lady, because she manipulates coronaviruses that infect bats. She was the Shi in the attachment. Now, keep in mind that during the questioning from Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky fairly recently, Tony Fauci denied that this same Ralph Barak had conducted gain-of-function research. Again, this is the Ralph Barak in Fauci's attachment, which was entitled Barak, she et al, SARS gain of function dot PDF. And yet, under oath before the United States Congress, Fauci denied this. Dr. Barrett does not doing gain of function research. And if it is, it's according to the guidelines and it is being conducted in North Carolina. And if you look at the grant and you look at the progress reports, it is not gain of function, despite the fact that people tweet that. Oh, it wasn't just on Twitter. It was in Fauci's own emails. In retrospect, that looks a lot like perjury. We do know that starting early last year, a lot of people at NIH were worried that COVID had not occurred naturally. They were concerned it had been instead manipulated in a lab in China. And yet they seemed determined to hide those facts from the public. Again, why? On the afternoon of February 1st last year, Fauci held a conference call with several top virologists. Most of the details of that call were made hidden from public view. They've been redacted. We know the call was related to a document entitled Coronavirus Sequence Comparison. Jeremy Farrar, a British physician who runs a major research nonprofit, reminded everyone on the call that what they said was top secret. Quote, information and discussion is shared in total confidence and not to be shared until agreement on next steps, end quote. In other emails, Jeremy Farrar passed along an article from the website Zero Hedge. That piece suggested the coronavirus might have been created as a bioweapon. We now know that is a more plausible explanation than the one we believed at first and were told by the media, which is that corona came from a pangolin. And yet for the crime of saying that out loud, a more plausible explanation, Zero Hedge was banned from social media platforms. Until recently, you were not allowed to suggest that COVID might be man-made. Why couldn't you suggest that? The fact checkers wouldn't allow it. Why wouldn't they? Because Tony Fauci, assured the tech monopolies that the coronavirus could not have been man-made. And so the tech monopolies shut down the topic. Watch Fauci lie. A group of highly qualified evolutionary virologists looked at the sequences there and the sequences in uh, bats as they evolve. And the mutations that it took to get to the point where it is now is totally consistent with a jump of a species from an animal to a human. That was April 17th, 2020, very shortly into the course of this pandemic. At that point, what Tony Fauci just asserted as known could not conclusively have been known. That was a lie. 
Tony Fauci suggested that he knew because top researchers had decided conclusively that this must have jumped naturally from an animal to a human being. But again, at that point, he could not have known that. That was dishonest. Two days after he said that, one of the virologists that Tony Fauci had funded to conduct dangerous coronavirus experiments in Wuhan wrote to thank him for the help. That man, a man called Peter Daszak, complained to Fauci that the American tax dollars he'd taken for these experiments were being, quote, publicly targeted by Fox News reporters. Yet Daszak remained grateful for Tony Fauci's support. Quote, I just wanted to say a personal thank you on behalf of our staff and collaborators, end quote. Now, strangely, most of this specific email from Daszak to Fauci has been redacted, and it was redacted under FOIA section B7A. That specific exemption to the FOIA law applies to, quote, records or information compiled for law enforcement purposes, but only to the extent that production of those documents could reasonably be expected to interfere with enforcement proceedings. Are Peter Daszak and Tony Fauci under criminal investigation? We can only hope they are. They certainly deserve it. At this point, we can't say for sure. We do know that Fauci hasn't simply lied about the origins of COVID, pretending to know things he could not know. He has also lied about vaccines in key ways. In March of... All right, so that got cut off. Um, they were going to talk also about Rahm Emanuel's brother. Uh, what was his name? Um, hmm. Which one? The one The one that was on Hollywood? No, the, the, one, one, the one that's... Uh, pseudoscientist that says oh yeah I we should be shut down for yeah i forgot his name uh two years <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. god well you know what they're getting their wish it's been it's been close to two years so yeah yeah so i want to get to um a couple of tweets that are pretty enlightening you know pretty fun to read um i'm going to get through them really quick um so Steve Cortez, a lot of people are tweeting these types of things. Fauci lied, Liberty died. Emerald Robinson writes, There was not even one reporter today in the press pool who had the courage to ask the White House about Fauci's emails. Do you believe that? Is that, I is that crazy? I find it insane. Because, the files, yeah, go ahead. because right now the, the current press pool is so afraid of speaking up that they'll get thrown out of the press room. Yeah. The Bradford File writes, uh, it's official. Dr. Fauci is more evil than Hillary Clinton. Uh, Breaking 9-11 says developing. Dr. Anthony Fauci's forthcoming book, Expect the Unexpected, has been removed from for pre-order. Okay, Cat Turd says Fauci emails just proved he's been lying about almost everything, but don't worry. He'll be on CNN and MSNBC soon to try to lie his way out of it. Of course, that's exactly what they do. Um also, uh, Richard Grinnell, Rick Grinnell says Fauci lied. Businesses died. Mm-hmm. The Bradford File writes, uh, Dr. Fauci isn't a scientist. He's a swamp bureaucrat responsible for destroying the lives of millions of healthy Americans. Um, Charlie Kirk writes, <clears throat> how is it even possible that Jen Psaki just went through the entire White House press briefing without being asked a single question about Tony Fauci's emails? Our media is an absolute joke. Of course, they're in on it. That's what the problem is. Um, and then we got more. We got, uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. Cat turd. If we still had real justice in the USA, Dr. Fauci would be arrested uh, to, to, uh, today. 
disclose TV rights just in Russian to exit from all... This is a big deal right here. This is a big deal. And this is unrelated to Fauci, but just in Russia to exit from all dollar assets in its wealth fund and to invest in euros, pound, gold, uh, yen instead. Russian finance ministry, Sulanov. Um, so that's a little scary because China is also attacking our currency as well. We could be in for economic disaster. Well, yeah, if, total, totally on so because many see, different Because the dollar fronts. is the universal language of money in the world. Well, they're, they're also they're interfering with our currency. They're also interfering with our trade. They're interfering with our technology. They're, they're all over the place. So Kato writes, reminder, real doctors who are on the front line fighting COVID were banned from social media for telling the truth while fraud Fauci lied every step of the way. We live in a clown world. And then um, we're still expecting some SCOTUS cases related to some big time issues. We'll, We'll keep our eye on those. We didn't hear much yet, so... Eric Matheny said, we are right about COVID. We were right about the 2020 election. We will be right about the vaccine. Uh, Also, Steve Cortez writes, the Fauci emails reveal that he knew about the futility of masking, post-infection immunity, rarity of asymptomatic spread, and Wuhan gain-of-function research. And yet this megalomaniac is treated as a saint by the left. Of course, the left knows exactly what they're doing. They're in on it. Ron Coleman writes, seriously, though, the only reason for the government ever, uh, the government ever complies with a FOIA request is when the person who is going to get burned has been approved to take the fall. That's the real story here. So basically, that's a guy in the know, and he's basically saying Fauci is going to take the fall. Uh, And that brings us to the end of our show. But uh, Emerald Robinson, I want to read this one last one. Emerald Robinson says, The problem for our national security officials is that they told themselves they would hide China's role in 2020 election interference just to get rid of Trump. But Trump... Trump's gone now, and they're still helping China. So there's a lot more to this story as we go forward. Uh, There was a lot more uh, in my queue that I wanted to read to you, but we're out of time. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out buglecall.org and magapack.org. We've been getting a lot more donations over at buglecall.org. I want to thank everybody that's been donating to our organization. We are are going to be fighting every day to uh, get the rhinos out of the Republican Party and advance the ball for America First policies that make America great again. Be sure to check out the podcast over at scottadamshow.com. My name is Scott Adams. My name is Leonora Covota. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Bring my kids right up to there.